Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms brought to you by Stanley Law Office's Burn Dairy, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and our great friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader both personally and professionally with the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Again, that website, vcgtransforms.com. A tip of the cap thank you as well to Camillo's Golf Club and the Swan and Whitaker families. Let's recap the conference championship games that happened uh, this past Sunday. First of all, they were absolutely amazing. Kind of get it going from the AFC side first. Um, I'm not going to lie. I I thought, and I predicted Kansas City to win big in this game. 38-24 was my prediction. And it wasn't because I didn't think the Bengals were good. Um, you know, it, it drove me crazy all week to hear people, you know, before the Chiefs Bills game, whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl. Whoever, how do you know that? You know, you don't know that. You don't know what the heck's going to happen. You have to take every game and it's as, it's as its own. And Cincinnati's a really, really good football team. I just thought that maybe the end was finally there, right? Like, how many more of these games? Can Joe Burrow go in and win in the playoffs? I mean, they beat Vegas in a in a hard fought game. Then they go at Tennessee. They upend the number one seed on the road, and then they beat the Kansas City Chiefs twenty seven to twenty four. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, I'm not. I thought when the Chiefs were up twenty one to three that this game was absolutely positively going to get away from Cincinnati. And I thought we might have like a 48 to like 13 type of game. Seriously. I thought this game was just going to – because you you saw what was going on with Kansas City is they were just scoring at will. I mean, Cincinnati had no answers for anything. And in typical Patrick Mahomes fashion, he was dancing in and around and out of the pocket and um, scrambling and, 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 and firing to Tyree Kill on the first touchdown – it was just a missile of a throw and a great catch. Uh, the second touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Again, he scrambled around forever. Um, they were putting together these long, torturous drives. I mean, fourteen play, or uh, eleven plays, eighty-four yards, six oh nine. Seven plays, seventy-five yards, three twenty-two. Eight plays, seventy-two yards, four fifty-six. The Bengals' defense was worn down, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the first half, right. Samaji Perrine 
I mean, what a great screenplay. Joe Burrow hits him. He goes for 41 yards, seven plays, 70 yards on the drive, 359 in time, and it's 21-10. And the Chiefs get the ball back to start the second half, but you're thinking to yourself, hey, if you're the Bengals, listen, we were getting murdered in the first half. We were down 21-3. It could be a lot worse. We just scored. We just need the ball back one more time, get one more possession, and then anything's going to happen. By the way, you know, I don't know what what it was with the Chiefs at the end of the first half, but that was just an embarrassment to not kick the field goal and take the points. I mean, th- th- that was so stupid because you're up 11 or you're up 14. It makes a big difference getting that three points there. I I thought that they should have kicked that field goal. They should have taken the points. It was a dumb play by Andy Reid, who, by the way, look, he's a great coach. He's going to all the fame, one of the great offensive minds ever. Uh, He's got a strong coaching tree across the league. But Andy Reid fell back into a lot of his Philadelphia game management trouble, didn't he? I mean, he really did. Game management, right? Bonehead decision-making. I mean, you got to take three at the end of the first half there. You know, he's burning timeouts left and right on on, on challenges and other things. I, I just, boy, he had a horrible game. And, you know, Kansas City, 21-10 now, you're up. You get the ball back. That first possession, what's, what's going to happen here? You know, Cincinnati gets a stop. And then they drive down 11 plays, 52 yards, 542. They kick a field goal. Then, then Cincinnati gets another stop. And the defense was starting to really, really come on. And it was just fantastic stuff. Uh, Jamar Chase with the unbelievable, I mean, what a play. That slingshot to the left, great catch, great throw. Burrow to Chase, they've been doing it all year. And then the two-point conversion to Trent Taylor. And we should also add in there, too, that, you know, Hill, you know, had the interception uh, as well, uh, which was really just a spectacular um uh, boneheaded, just a spectacular gaffe by Mahomes. I don't know what on earth he was doing. I really don't. There wasn't even a, uh, a, a receiver nearby or a tight end nearby. He threw it basically right at the big defensive lineman in B.J. Hill. And, you know, big number 92, I think is his number, right? He, he, he tipped the ball to himself, caught it, and I, 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 I was floored. I'm like, what, what is going on with Mahomes? I credit Cincinnati a lot because they made a ton of adjustments. They forced two interceptions on Mahomes. But I also think the Chiefs get into this when they're up. They get sort of like arrogant, and clearly that was the case at the end of the first half. Should have taken the points. They get a little too like, oh, well, we're up, and you know they can't keep up with us, and our system is unbeatable, and you know, you get the feeling like that they even thought maybe that the game was over. And, you know, they've never played a half of football and, and called a winner and a loser, right? <clears throat> you have to go back out there and finish the job. Kansas City didn't do that. And, you know, Kansas City, listen, there are still a lot of teams that would love to be the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I mean, this team has is, 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 is gone to four straight AFC championship games. They've hosted all of them. They've gone to two Super Bowls. They've won one of them. I mean, there's all, there are a lot of teams that would still love to be the Chiefs. But this thing was set up here with Brett Beach, Mahomes, and Andy Reid and company. 
it was set up for the D word. And that D word is dynasty. And right now, you know, Michael Wilbon, I'm pardon the interruption. He loves, he loves going nuts on this, you know, calling it the dynasty of one and all the rest. The, 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 the reality is this is something that's far from a dynasty. And it really should give you, I guess, a little bit more of an appreciation for the New England Patriots recently and what they were able to do because you can't just build dynasties in this league. You, you, you can't. It's extremely difficult. And I'm just wondering, like, where do the Chiefs go from here? You know, because they make the AFC Championship game. They lose to Brady and the Patriots. They play with fire the entire postseason in the next year. They go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Down double digits to the Texans, double digits to the Titans, double digits to the Niners in the Super Bowl. Come back from all those, play with fire, walk in the tightrope, win a Super Bowl. Mahomes is already an MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown guy. And then they go back to the Super Bowl, and they got rocked by the Bucks, right? And then they go back to the AFC Championship game, and you're up 21-3, 21-10. Should have been 24-10 if you took the points with the ball in the third quarter to start, and you won the toss in overtime again. Last week, Josh Allen calls tails, it's heads. This week, Burrow calls heads, it's tails. Go figure. And yet, Kansas City just knocking on the dynasty door, right? I mean, they close this game, they go to a Super Bowl, and they win another Super Bowl. We're starting to talk about it, right? Now they've won one. And again, a lot of teams would still even love to be the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's still time. We obviously know that the Mahomes money kicks in. They're going to have a tough time keeping under the cap. They're going to have to release some people. It, it, you know, there's going to be some different faces in, 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 you know, off this roster. Of course, that's life in the NFL. But you have to pay your quarterback. You, you're seeing right now, man. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Justin Herbert, right? Like you're seeing Matt Stafford. You're seeing why you have to pay your quarterback. Really, because I mean, it's a it's it's a quarterback league. It's the most important position in team sports. Um, but Mahomes, as the game went on, started to get really rattled, and I think it's twofold. I think the Cincinnati defense was making some tremendous adjustments in terms of filling lanes and and and, and just getting extra coverage in the right spots, not giving Kansas City tons of cushion. Um, you know, the the front obviously has been doing it all year long. I, I don't know why. I guess it's because they're the Bengals, right? Like, they're not the Cowboys or a high-profile team. But they've been doing it all year. That front line's been doing it all season long, led by Trey Hendrickson, who had another sack and a half in this game. Uh, Bell was all over the place. Hill was all over the place. Sam Hubbard was unbelievable in this game with his two sacks. Um, and, And he's, you know, one of these defensive ends who never gets talked about. This Cincinnati team, they relish the underdog role, they're cool as a cucumber, they're poised, they're tough, and a lot of that, obviously, comes from the quarterback. It comes from Joe Burrow. This team, just a couple of years ago, was a two-win football team. They are going to the Super Bowl. You know? I mean, think about that for a second. You know, the first-to-worst, worst-to-first thing is so alive and well again in the NFL, um, and it's one of the very few sports where it, it's kind of set up for you to do that, but I don't think anybody saw the Bengals coming this year. You know, I, I didn't think, I don't think anybody saw it coming this year. 
And as the game was going on, one team was starting to just get a little too cute, a little too confident, right? Not taking the field goal at the end of the first half. And the other team was just continuing to gain momentum and believing in, in themselves. And, you know, once it was 21-21, the Chiefs offense really, again, didn't answer at all. Bengals get the ball back. They score a field goal. Chiefs then get the ball back. They score a field goal. There's still still six minutes plus on, on the clock in the fourth quarter after Harrison Bucker made that made that field goal, right? And Burrow, you know, threw a bad pick, um, but it, it ended up not mattering, right? And then Kansas City wins the toss, and then Mahomes throws a pick in OT. You know, he threw kind of an odd ball into what was developing double coverage and you know the ball kind of got tipped back and was picked and you know Cincinnati then went up the field and and they nail a 31-yard field goal and they're going to the Super Bowl and you know I'm just so impressed with so many things about the Bengals Zach Taylor they were listen they were confident they were cool they didn't feel like the game was over. Uh, they stayed patient. And you know what? Kansas City didn't. Kansas City did not stay patient. They tried to do too much on offense. Mahomes was trying to get too cute. They were arrogant at the end of the first half by not kicking the field goal. And it came back to bite him. And Evan McPherson, holy cow, a rookie kicker. One, two, three, four field goals. He nailed them from 32, from 31, from 52 to take the lead, and then an overtime from 31. And remember, a lot of the draft pundits, and this is, again, another <laughs> people just have no idea what they're talking about. You have to let things play out. And this is why, again, another example of why you have to let things play out, right? They took a rookie kicker. They took a kicker in the fifth round. And this rookie kicker has been one of the biggest differences of any NFL team right now. <clears throat> so all the people who were roasting the Bengals, right, haven't heard from them lately. And Evan McPherson is showing them that they were absolutely dead wrong. The Bengals are just so cool, aren't they? I mean, they got the cool head coach. They got the cool quarterback smoking the cigars, doing his thing, wearing gold chains around his, whatever, his turtleneck and hoodies, whatever he's doing, his hoodie coats. Uh, they've got a spectacular Cool as a cucumber, wide receiver in Jamar Chase. And by the way, this wide receiver core is 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 just phenomenal. I mean, and they have been all year. Boyd wasn't amazing in this game, but Chase, six catches, 54 yards, and T. Higgins is really good. I mean, that receiver core has been great. That offense has been terrific. The three-headed monster, I've talked about it all year, and I've talked about it for years. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Number one, number one, number one. Burrow, mix, and chase. Burrow, mix, and chase. And I know that they're number two in T. Higgins, you know, had a, a bigger game than Chase, but, um, you know, Chase was the red zone target and all the rest making plays, etc. I was so impressed with Cincinnati in this game because, again, like I said, I thought this game was over. I really, really did. And, uh, hey, kudos to the Bengals. As a Bills fan, I don't really look back and go, oh, well, you know, this this is, it solidifies, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, the 13 seconds and all that. It doesn't mean as much, da 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 You know, I'm, I'm not as upset about the losses and that. There's, there's a little bit of me that feels good 
uh, well, it doesn't feel good. I feel a little bit better, I guess, but it doesn't erase that the Bills didn't close things out against Kansas City. And by the way, Cincinnati could have gone in and beaten Buffalo too, right? I mean, there's no question that they could have done that. So this Bengals team is really, really good, uh, and, and I'm just thrilled for the fan base. They have suffered an awful, awful lot. Um, first Super Bowl since 88. Last time they played in the Super Bowl was John, Joe Montana and the 49ers. They beat him. That was, you know, Montana. Hey, there's John Candy in the stands and uh, throws the ball to Taylor, and the rest is history. Uh, but Cincinnati is going to be a very, very, very tough team for the L.A. Rams, who they will face in the Super Bowl. I'm going to get to that uh, game in just a minute. Um, but before we, we we recap the 49ers and the Rams, uh, I have a quick word from our great, great friends over at Bet Online. That's right, partnering up with the Believe Podcast Network. Hey, listen, there might be less football being played, but Bet Online <laughs> has way more stuff to bet on during this postseason. From scored, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Hey, you got the new year that's been going on, right? We're about a month in. A lot of new updated desktop and mobile website features to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And it's not just football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right now to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get into the Rams and the 49ers and recapping this game. And, you know, th- this game, I'll tell you, it's amazing how the Bengals came back, didn't want to be down. It was kind of, I mean, these two games were just fantastic, but, you know, the Bengals got down. They didn't want to be down, obviously. The 49ers were up. The Rams didn't want to get down, but they came back as well. But the 49ers, stylistically, this game was so in the favor of, of San Francisco because of the low scoring. And by the way, uh, I, I failed to mention something during that Bengals comeback. 11 points were scored in 2 minutes and 40 seconds at the end of that third quarter for the Cincinnati Bengals. That proved to be uh, probably the biggest difference uh, in the game, that stretch of scoring. Um you know, but 16 to 7 after three quarters of play, and you're kind of going, man, if, if, or 17 7, if, if they just don't screw this up, if Jimmy G just throws these little short passes, the defense can kind of take over. Let, let's, let's, let's see how this works out. But man, they're, they're in pretty darn good shape, are the 49ers, because they were playing, the game was played right into their hands, right? Low scoring, defensive. Right, win the field position, Jimmy Garoppolo not having to do too much. That's what they were looking at going into this game. That's how they've really, if you think about it, that's how they've won all year. And this game was so fun to watch. Uh, the Debo Samuel play. I mean, listen, the talent on each side of the ball here between Beckham Jr. and Cup and and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And Stafford, I mean, it's unbelievable. Plus, you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, who's a punk. Uh, Von Miller, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. I mean, just star-level type talent on both sides of the roster. And and, and, and big-time players made big-time plays. I mean, Cooper Cup, his route running is just spectacular. 
he started things off with a 16-yard pass from Stafford, and then Samuel with that 44-yard pass from Garoppolo, that little quick receiver screen. He got a ton of blocking and, you know, basically jetted upfield for that. Uh, Robbie Gold with the field goal at the end of the first half, which uh, he was talking some smack with Ramsey. And, 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 you know, after I think the first half they showed, Gould was trying to practice uh, kicking off of like a tee type of a thing. And the Rams were in his way and Ramsey was talking smack. And it's like, dude, if, if why are you not? I mean, the guy's trying to kick. He's trying to practice. Like everybody's allowed to do that. And then Gould got mad at him. And then Ramsey wondered why he got mad at him. Well, because he's trying to practice, man. Like he's trying to uh, get some reps in here before the second half. Third quarter, George Kittle, great 16-yard pass from Garoppolo. The safeties cheated a little bit on that, and Kittle was left wide open. And then in the fourth quarter, right, and that was a couple minutes left in the third, the Rams come right back in the fourth. And this was the key drive for me, was when they went seven plays, 75 yards, 329 for time, and they scored a touchdown to make it 17-14. And then, much like the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, where the little mini comeback, I guess it was a big comeback for the Bengals and a mini comeback for the 49ers, but neither offense could really get the ball once it was really tight, and it was like a field goal game. And, you know, some conservative play calling by the 49ers in this game as well. And there is something, I don't know what's going on with Kyle Shanahan, in these big games, he's such an offensive mastermind. He has a playbook that's one of the best in the NFL, and yet he doesn't really go for. And I know a lot of it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, he's 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 just he holds you back. You know, he throws these little dink and dunkers. On occasion, he'll go for it. But look, he overthrew in the beginning of the game. He missed George Kittle by four or five feet. You know, how different would things have been going for the 49ers even? I mean, could they have piled on a bigger lead if they had scored sooner? George Kittle was wide open across the middle of the field. He maybe could could have caught that ball and literally rumbled all the way down the field into the end zone. I mean, if he beat one or two guys at that point. Um, so Garoppolo, I understand he holds you back and all the rest, but there, there's just so many times where Kyle Shanahan, and I don't blame him necessarily for the 28-3 debacle loss to New England in the Super Bowl. I mean, you're up 28-3. Julio Jones catches that pass on the right side. Dan Quinn is responsible from there as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Come on, man. You just got to run the football. You know, you got to run the football. Um, And so, you know, I I, I thought the 49ers really blew a lot of opportunities. Um, And, you know, they they really could have... I thought offensively maybe you try to go to Kittle a little bit more, uh, you know, in the open field. Again, not as, you know, deep 20, 30-yard type throws, but, you know, 7 to 10-yard throws and try to, you know, yards after the catch, but just keep attacking and throwing and trying to go win the game. I thought Kyle Shannon was kind of playing, well, you know, we're we're still up 17-14, so let's kind of just ride this thing out. Ride this thing out. My God, the other team has Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and Matt Stafford. Matt Gay kicks a field goal to tie it with 6:49, and then the Rams kick a field goal 20 to 17. They take the lead, and then on a third, I believe in 13, as the 49ers were trying to take it down the field to tie or win the game, Jimmy Garoppolo just was dancing all around and was super erratic and just flung the ball, and it obviously got tipped and intercepted, and that was that. 
and the LA Rams are going to the Super Bowl. How unbelievable is it, right? Going into last year, we didn't have a team that played at home in the Super Bowl. Now we've had it two years in a row. It's crazy. Buccaneers last year, Rams this year. The Rams will play the Super Bowl at SoFi. They just won the NFC Championship at SoFi, even though it was more of a pro 49er crowd. But, uh, you know, the California thing and all the rest, you don't know how that's going to work out. I would assume, I was, I would assume and hope that Rams fans are going to come out for this one because it's in your backyard. And I just think it's such an advantage. And clearly, it showed last year. I'm very intrigued by what will happen this year. Obviously, I think... The Rams will probably be like a three- or four-point favorite, I, I think. I haven't seen the line. Um, but that's just fine for the Bengals. That's how they like it. Um, it, it, it will be interesting to see, you know, if, if the advantage works again this year. I think it's a huge advantage to play in your home stadium for the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, to be the host team, you don't have to travel. All the media and everybody's coming to you, um, you know, it's such a huge event. You sleep in your own bed every single night. Uh, you can do extra preparation at times and then give extra rest at times. You know, like, for example, today uh, or, or on Monday, excuse me, of this week, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't imagine Monday, Tuesday, like tons and tons of prep because you have two weeks till the game, which I hate, by the way. I hate waiting. Um, maybe. You just say, hey, you know, we'll we'll get together for like, you know, an hour on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, we'll get together for three, four hours of game film. But, you know, rest and relax and get a ton of sleep to start us off. I mean, you can do probably more of that. Maybe you can do that again later in the week and on the weekend, you know, leading <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl. You don't have to travel. You're in your home. You're in your bed. You're, you know, you're you're a short drive or unless you get stuck in L.A. traffic. But you're you're you know reasonable distance from your 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 facilities, you know, and it's just an amazing advantage in my opinion. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was not good in this game. Sixteen to thirty, he had two TDs. I get it, but he had the bad pick there at the end. Uh, Stafford was for the most part spectacular. Two touchdowns. He did throw the one pick. Uh, Thirty-one of forty-five. He had a rating of ninety-six point three, and his QBR was sixty-one point nine. They got just enough running. From uh, Akers and Michelle, not great on average, but they totaled 70. Um, Cam Akers continues to just bewilder me uh, as he, you know, had the Achilles situation going on just seven, seven and a half months ago. It's just unbelievable. Um, the superstars, obviously, in this game, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., they have been going to OBJ quite a bit on third down. He was huge in this game. And, you know, they're just tough to stop. I mean, remember, this is a team that lost Robert Woods to an ACL. And Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, you know, Blanton, these guys haven't missed a beat. OBJ has stepped up. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, Debo Samuel was pretty good on the other side, four for 72 yards and a touchdown through the air. He had seven carries for 26 yards, 3.7 average, so he had um, almost an 100-yard game uh, in this one. Uh, there weren't any fumbles in this game. Both defensive lines, I thought, really, really brought it. Um, I mean, they are such a, these, both these defensive lines are incredible. Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, I just, I've loved all year long the defensive line of the LA Rams. Um, you know, Floyd has been in there. Uh, you know, you look at the 49ers, I mean, they had what, a couple of sacks, no sacks for the Rams, but they had a lot of quarterback pressures for sure. Uh, you know, Fred Warner, unstoppable. Nick Bosa, sack and a half, unstoppable. You know, these guys have just been so, so good 
you know, all year long. And, you know, again, the 49ers are learning the hard way. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is is a solid quarterback, but you really got to have a lot around him, you know, in order to, like, succeed. And he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple conference championship games. He's solid, but he doesn't put you over the top. And I'm just wondering, like, the 49ers are learning this the hard way yet again, right? They learned the hard way in the Super Bowl. Mahomes and company came back. Garoppolo missed throws late in that game. He connects on a couple of those, and the 49ers win the Super Bowl. They're learning the hard way. The Rams just learned the hard way, and they fixed it, and they went out and got Matt Stafford. Now, the 49ers are hoping that their guy in waiting, Trey Lance, is the guy. We'll see what happens down the road, but there are a lot of rosters, and I talked about this at the beginning of the year and all year, there are a lot of rosters in the NFL that have, that they're, you know, they're built A to Z. They're great rosters. The 49ers are one of them. They have a great roster. Their defense is dominating. They have an action X-factor player in Debo Samuel. They have a ground game. They have a really good offensive line. They have really good coaching. They have a really good front office. They don't have the quarterback to put them over the edge. The Rams just lived this world in this world. Jared Goff, solid player, ain't going to put you over the over the hump. He's not going to get you over the hurdle. He's just not. And you know what? Look at the L.A. Rams now. They're in the Super Bowl. They went out and got Matt Stafford. And I understand Von Miller. I understand OBJ. Huge pickups. Huge pickups. But they got the quarterback. And they're going to the Super Bowl. And that's the big reason why. So I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. It should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I think the Bengals love being in this spot again. Uh, they'll probably be the underdog here. They're going into hostile territory. That's a road game for them with L.A. having the home uh, home field and all that. And you know what? They couldn't care less, the Bengals. The Bengals just, they're cool customers. I'm looking forward to the matchup, though, uh, with Joe Burrow. He's going to have to get the ball out really, really, and I'll do a whole Super Bowl preview down the road. we got a couple of weeks to, you know, exhaust this thing. Um, but Burrow's got to get the ball out quickly because of that pass rush. He's got to find his guys um, I think yards after the catch will be big. Turnovers are always big. Um, you know, that first time in the Super Bowl jitter type of thing. Stafford there for the first time. Burrow there for the first time. Uh, should be very, very interesting on that. You know, the defense is so hard to to maintain and contend uh, for the L.A. Rams with that Bengals offensive line, which is just not very good. I mean, we saw Joe Burrow get sacked nine times against the Titans. So um, that'll be a big one uh, for sure. Um Quick word from our friends at Masterworks. Folks, what I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a GOAT on the field. He's a GOAT when it comes to investing, too. He invests in crypto, stocks, and even art. Now, you can invest like a GOAT with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares, representing an investment in art with icons uh, from icons like Picasso and others, and even great art price outpaced the S&P 500 by 164%. From 1992 all the way up until 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Get priority access with their game day promo. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V. And of course... You can find out any extra information 
there as well with Masterworks. Important disclosures and much, much more. Believe and Masterworks. Get it together now. Now you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. Mike Lindsley with you here. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. We're brought to you in part by Bet Online as well as Stanley Law Offices and your good friend Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. He has clients all over the country. Brian set up a great financial package for us to, to kind of get us in motion for our financial future. And hey, it's never too early to save, save, and save some more. You might have a youngster going to college. You might be retiring in three to five years. Why not get that right uh, a program from Brian Comboy, advisors.massmutual.com, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and visit the website Get connected with Brian Conboy today for your financial future. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State is the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families as well as Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and the Al and Angus Pub. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.